podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. This is another journal episode from the car, and uh, I'm going to be talking to you about karma. Um, before I get into that, go to uh, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com to subscribe to Patreon. Um, uh, there's a Venmo there if you'd like to make a donation. When you guys do this stuff, it's I'm so grateful. Um, I am going on week three. Uh, of no air conditioning in my home in South Florida during heat wave, waiting on a part to get in. So any extra money is always uh, is always uh, appreciated. Um, some of you've noticed I've changed the store. Some of those old shirts aren't there anymore. I'm using a new platform for that. Uh, there's a print store now, so you can buy prints. Um, if you're buying books, please do not buy them from Amazon. I don't know where that money's going. I, I know where it was going when I was using a certain publisher, but I don't, I don't know. I was on it the other day trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, but I don't know. Anyway, just go through Blurb. It's a small company. It's a good company. They're helping people create their own stuff so that they don't have to go through that, um, literary machine and it is a bullshit machine um so I made a reel about karma on Instagram and I realized that it requires more of an explanation than 90 seconds um but it's yet another opportunity for us to remind ourselves that this is up to us that when we're, we can't continually go outside of ourselves for relief for, or happiness or it's like when you start to realize that, um, it's the Joseph Campbell quote that, that, um, our God is a reflection of our own consciousness and that all of the heavens and hells are within us. Um, and when we make karma out to be this like punishment reward thing, you know, and that we need to do this to make our karma better and do that. It just starts to get very strange. So I think we need to understand what it is. Um, and in certain cultures it, it became like a lake of fire situation, right? Buddhism and Hinduism aren't above punishment and reward. Buddhism certainly isn't. A lot of people uh, think of Buddhism as this, you know, alternative to these, like, very strict, you know, like, Christianity or whatever. And it's not. Um, There are hell realms in Buddhism. Um, But like most things, uh, it's an allegory. And uh, the allegory gets lost not all teachers are created equal. Not all teachers understand the allegory. I know I've had some that I'm like, this fucking guy thinks. So let's look at a few things. Um, Okay. This present moment is the result of the previous present moment. That present moment was the result of the previous present moment, the previous present moment, so on and so forth. So what I'm experiencing right now is a, um, 
a stacking up of these previous present moments. I'm, I'm experiencing it all. It's a, you know, it's like that season thing. Um, you know, I'm in season 47 and it's part of the story arc and season 17 is part of season 47. Um, what karma is really is the subconscious mind. It's the perceptions of the subconscious. I am passing a gaggle of cyclists and um, I was afraid one of them was going to dip out there. Um, a gaggle of cyclists. So, perception, the way we regard, understand, and interpret, um, that is neither good nor bad in the grand scheme of things, that the preference of our perception, that's also the mind too. So let's think of it this way. Um, my personality type, um, when I uh, take a personality test, I always test very high controller, analyst, entitlement, unrelenting standards. Um, that's kind of my thing. When I take an Enneagram, it's very apparent. Uh, when I have my chart done, it's very apparent that that's part of the role that my uh, soul is playing in this drama, in this, this drama that I'm in right now where I am this Keith thing. Um, you know, if you peel it back far enough, it's, I don't know. But, so the controller piece. Um, it's funny, I, uh, I hear clients all the time say to me, you know, I have control issues. And due to the nature of the field I work in, I always tell them, I wish you had control issues. <laughs> I, I wish you needed to be in control, because maybe you'd attempt to control some of this chaos. Um, some of you that are ex-clients are listening to this, and I may have said that to you. But um, when my controller-ness uh, is unskillful, um, when I'm being unskillfully a controller, then I'm trying to control my external circumstances. I'm trying to control you, I'm trying to control the world, etc., uh, etc. Et and when I do that, when I try to do that, and I put the thing that needs to be controlled outside of myself again, right? That there's this external world that needs to be dealt with, then I have a very hard time. I don't have a good time in life because you can't control the external world. I cannot control you. Um, and so you could say if, like, if I was trying to control the external world and I was having a very hard time of it and it's not working and things are just hard and I go, you know, I don't know which deities Cheerios I took a shit in, but this is fucked up, man. And I'm having a hard time and, and you know, she won't do this and he won't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I could very much feel as though I have bad karma my karma is bad because I'm having a hard time. 
that I'm being punished by life or punished by the world or punished by God because, you know, nothing seems to work out for me. Um, but if I am skillful with my controllerness, then I go inward and I control my breathing. I control myself. I become disciplined enough to train my mind to show me the world differently. And I start to have an easier time of it. Things get a little easier. Um, I start to realize that I cannot control you. And then after a while, I don't even need to. I just passed a massive group of cyclists and I'm scared to death there's going to be another one up here. But they're coming towards me. Uh, they are intense. Um, again, it's the it's costumes that make it so. I'm on my way to a climbing gym right now to, uh, to go climb with friends. And um, I feel like if climbers were allowed to be in public and that climbing was done in a situation where you could obstruct other people's good time, they would definitely do that. There's a type of person that does certain things. It's interesting. Climbing gym's a crazy place. Um, there's a lot of really cool people there, but there's a few where I'm like, why won't you say hi to me? You know? Like, so here's a really good example of karma, right? Again, karma isn't the punishment, reward, I'm being punished. But there's this fellow. And I always go out of my way to say hi to him. And he never says hi to me. And so I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's socially awkward. Um, and then one, uh, was it Wednesday? I just looked at him for walking towards you. I'm looking at him in the eye, smiling. And I said, Hey man, what's up? And he literally blank face just stared at me. And then I'm like, why doesn't he like me? <laughs> it's, it's me. Like it's the way I'm perceiving. I don't know. Anyway, enough about that. So, um, this karma thing is just happening. You know, it's like most things. It's just happening. It's not um, happening to you. You know, it's just happening. And um, that controller thing is very interesting. Uh, I got to experience a lot of that when my mom was dying. You know, it's like there's all this external shit that's not going right. It's not going well. And... Um, if I tried to control it, it would have been a very difficult time, you know, but uh, thankfully I didn't. I just took the ride, you know, and I just controlled myself. Um, but that's, so I feel as though, it's never been said directly to me, obviously, but that the subconscious mind is the karma. You know, that it's the curriculum, right? That, um, that, uh, you know, the cognitive faculties of judgment, perception, consciousness, language, memory, thinking, all of that stuff um, is our 
uh, deals with perception, right? And I, I, you know, I always make the joke at work that shamatha became mindfulness meditation, pranayam became cardiac coherent breathing, and karma became cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, that, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is essentially that your behavior affects your thoughts, right? Your thoughts are obviously very important. It's your perception of the world. So when you start changing your actions and what you do, then you start to have different experiences because the mind starts to change. Once the mind starts to change, you kind of start to see all of this very differently. Well, that to me sounds like karma. Um, you know, uh, when I look at my own life, uh, due to, you know, experiences as a very small kid, well, from kindergarten to seventh grade, um, my subconscious mind was heavily wired to be concerned with threats and adversaries. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Dairies and, you know, danger, um, things like that. And uh, since that was the case, I acted very aggressive a lot of times. And that aggression um, towards whatever was happening reinforced the thing in my subconscious that said, hey, everything is dangerous. Everything is a potential threat. So I continued to have those experiences because I acted like that was what was happening. I acted as if this was all a threat, so I continued to experience it that way, right? When I let go and stopped doing that, um, and someone, and a hundred times, people go, but those threats are actually out there. Are they? Is it all the time? Now, if you want to, if something bad happens, y'all give you the benefit of the doubt three times in your entire life, you want to continue acting like that's going to happen to you every day, then there you go. There's your car. Go for it. Have fucking have at it. But that sounds fucking miserable, man. And so when I let up and I stopped being so aggressive, started acting a little bit more calm, you know, even when my mind was racing and my body felt really tense, I would just act as if. So I'd relax my jaw. I'd relax my stomach. I'd follow my breath in and out of my nose and I would sit in the situation with whatever turmoil was happening in my mind. Well, the next thing you know, my mind started to change. I didn't act as if. This is all like this act as if thing, man. You know, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, it is fake it till you make it. Pretend that this is all okay, you know, that you're not threatened, in other words. Now, here's the thing. Me feeling okay in a situation, my nervous system not responding, doesn't mean that I don't have an opinion about it. It doesn't mean it doesn't suck and it doesn't mean that I'm happy about it, but it means that I can control myself in a way that I can act a little different. And in acting a little different, the mind realizes that, that, that for instance, in my case, that threat pattern of thought isn't going to 
get it anywhere. And so it stops showing it to me. Um, and then when it stopped showing me so many threats, different opportunities presented themselves. It's, that's it. I mean, you know, at one point in my life, I thought that the world was against me. God was against me. It was all against me because all this, you know, as I perceived threats everywhere. Well, I stopped acting like an aggressive, threatened maniac. And then the next thing you know, I started, I, I wasn't living in a threatening world anymore. You know, that's just an example. I mean, you know, I was with a client a couple weeks ago. And um, I was supposed to be doing trauma work with her. And they assumed that she was traumatized um, because, you know, therapists are just people that memorized information and then repeated it to somebody and then got a certificate. But a lot of times they project their own fears onto their patients. Um, so they assume that this woman was traumatized, which she wasn't. She was fine. But, you know, I sit down with her. and it was Michelle. And I said, so what happened? She had relapsed. This is her 15th fucking relapse. And she goes, uh, well, um, this last run, I got robbed. And I said, oh, like, were you, were you hurt or anything? She goes, no, I wasn't hurt. And she was not physically, you know, my feelings were hurt. I was like, oh, okay, well, what happened? She says, well, you know, um, I called my ex and told him to meet me at this hotel. And he brought drugs and his wife. We can start checking that box. And then uh, she goes, and they gave me, this is exactly how she worded it, they gave me so much drugs that I blacked out. And when I woke up, they stole all my shit. You know, they stole my phone. They stole all the drugs. She goes, and they stole, I had $3,000 in cash, and they stole that too. And I thought, Jesus Christ. I was like, where'd you get $3,000 in cash? She goes, well, I robbed my, my work the night before. So um, she laughed because she knew how completely insane this whole thing was. And I laughed. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, you know. I have this diagram that I draw every day of my life. It's kind of a CBT diagram. Well, it's karma uh, cloaked as cognitive behavioral therapy because insurance companies won't pay for an understanding of karma, shamatha, or pranayama. So you got to you know, find a workaround if you want to actually help somebody. So I, um, I uh, was like, you know, let me draw something for you. So I draw this diagram. Here's the problem. I go, if you do trashy shit, the trashy part of your mind that finds that behavior acceptable will continue to show you or find opportunities in the world to do trashy things. So we got to stop doing trashy shit. She just kind of <laughs> laughs like, I know. I was like, yeah, you know, but I was like, you know, you've known 15 times. So something's got to change. You know, and there's, you know, there, there's an interesting piece, right? Like free will and decision making. You know, at no point have I ever encountered somebody that had done some wild shit like that, that was like, you know, I really thought that was going to be okay. No, everyone knows that something's fucked, but you know, just 
you know, a blanket way to say is you don't have the karma to change it, you know. Sometimes that's part of the neurology as well. Do you have the capacity for change like that? You know, I just don't, I don't know if everyone's meant to have a good time on this round, you know. But that's the karma yoga path. You just stay in the mode of service without attachment to the outcome. That's what Krishna's talking about. So, um, it's one of those things, man. I found myself in that same situation recently. You know, I was talking to um, a therapist friend of mine. I was like, you know, I keep, like, I keep having this experience over there. And she's like, dude, you know, it's not them, it's you. You, know, you keep picking these people. So, I told her that, um, I think I've mentioned this before, that uh, I feel like Disney World, you know, everyone wants to visit Disney, but nobody wants to stay. <laughs> she's, she looked at me, she's like, you think you're Disney? I was like, yeah, right? She's like, no. <laughs> she's like, Disney's fun. Um, nah, it is that I just, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to work on my, I don't know what I'm trying to work on anymore. But karma's the mind, you know? Um, we all live in each other's heads. You know, the people that we dislike the most, it's the identity that our mind has built for them because, you know, there is no objectively, there's no objective reality, I don't think. I don't know. But karma is, uh, you know, predisposed attractions and aversions within the subconscious you know and the reason the subconscious is so interesting is because it's the operating system for the human birth and your thoughts your conscious thoughts are directly related to your subconscious so if your subconscious is wired for threats and adversaries then your conscious mind isn't going to think thoughts about you know how peaceful and wonderful everything is you know and your thoughts about it are going to dictate the good time or bad time you have, you know? Um, that's about it. That's all I've got for karma. We're all working on it. You know, there's never going to be a... I don't think there's ever a time where it's all just, like, perfectly wonderful. I think we find contentment. But I think the nature of this is what Buddha talked about was that it's fundamental dissatisfaction and that you just learn to play that game you know you that this is truly the Leela it's the play it's the drama it's the sport and you know Jesus guy's dog like on a leash almost jumped in the street um, <clears throat> and in this birth you know, in this particular Leela, me as the soul has donned the costume of Keith, this genetic code that unfolds, you know, year after year. And, um, yeah, I'm playing this role and trying to navigate my Keithness skillfully. You know, Keith is a controller, analytical, yada, yada. You know, and I'm just trying as this awareness to 
you know, navigate Keith better so that the Keith character has a better time of it. Right? Okay. Uh, that's enough of that. Um, if you want to support this, <laughs> please do. Uh, you can do that at theinfinitesparkofbean.com. There's a Patreon there. You can sign up for $1, $5, whatever dollars you want to sign up for a month. Um, I am interested in doing something, uh, like some sort of tier, but, you know, I don't know. Give me ideas. What do you want? I'll do what you want. Whatever. Let's do something. Um, some of you know very well that, uh, we can, that if you reach out, I will reach back out to you. Uh, we can talk. Um, lately I've been very, uh, a bit busy, um, but uh, yeah, InfiniteSparkOfBean.com. There's uh, there's the T-shirts there and uh, art prints and things like that, and the books. Soon to be one singular big book. I hope. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I think that. Um, because there's certain things in those books that I'm like, eh, that's garbage. And there's certain things that I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. And certain things that I like to redo, kind of like edit them a bit, fix them. There are a few stylistic choices I made that um, people didn't get, which, <laughs> you know, when you're creatively inclined, sometimes you take a chance and it, it doesn't doesn't hit the mark every time. Not for everybody, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take another another look at that, uh, integrate some of those illustrations. And, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. I love you. Um, and, um, yeah, have a good one. Call me. I love you. Bye. Bye.